Am I interrupting? Thought you might be running low. Pour yourself a glass, pal. Thank you, but I'm afraid it would be wasted on me. Oh, all right. I almost forgot you're not a real boy, huh? I'm very sorry that your engineers are all gone, Dr. Holloway. <laughs> you think we wasted our time coming here, don't you? Your question depends on me understanding what you hope to achieve by coming here. What we hope to achieve was to meet our makers, to get answers. Why they, why they even made us in the first place. Why do you think your people made me? We made you because we could. Can you imagine how disappointing it would be for you to hear the same thing from your creator? Well, Doctor, it's not exactly a traditional fetus. I want to see it. Don't think that's a good idea. David, I want to see it. Now, Doctor. I want to see it. I want it out of me. I'm afraid we don't have the personnel to perform a procedure like that. Our best option... I want it out. ...put you back into cryostasis until we return to Earth. Please, get it out of me. Get it out of me! Please. It must be very painful. Here, let me give you something. That's it. Someone will be along shortly to bring you back to Cryodeck. Must feel like your god abandoned you. There's nothing. I know. Have a good journey, Mr. Whalen. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 22 of a hive mind is in a morphing podcast uh we're here we're trying this episode again it's the first time i try this well didn't go over too well thanks to some technical difficulties but here we are again i'm here with one of our regulars Devin gill and we have a very special guest so i want you to introduce yourself miss claire it's mother just checking <laughs> um <laughs> this uh this is clara uh sharia i guess or chadia and I'm also known as Mother 9000, ex-host and founder of Studio Yutani. I am a semi, like, semi-official consultant, I guess, of uh, Alien. I've helped with the Alien RPG by making the stellar cartography map. Um, I helped with consulting for um, Alien into Charybdis, uh, Alien's Phalanx, and also just recently alien colony war i know a lot of people don't find a lot of love for that one but i actually quite like it <laughs> i've read it four times i loved it so much um but, but maybe i haven't read it, I read yet, it. So. okay okay i haven't well, read it yet so i uh, cannot comment either way i yeah no spoilers um we'll, we'll talk about it after you've read it <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough i'm way behind on my alien reading but i guess i'll say what the hell we're talking about uh we're continuing the prometheus series uh, discussions we are talking uh one of the, one of my favorite characters in the alien universe how we're talking about david eight 
Um, and also, sure, we'll get into AI and other things, but mainly it'll be about uh, be about David, not me, the other one. So, uh, looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, asshole. The other, the other <laughs> asshole. There's me, and then there's, there's two of them. So I can understand where they got the name from. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot to mention, and I've got a book coming out this year. Oh, of course. <laughs> Along with Philippa Ballantyne. Oh, um, it's called Inferno's Fall. You can pre-order it now um, from your local bookseller or and or comic book shop. Um, yeah, by Philippa Ballantyne, who is a very talented, uh, very highly awarded writer. She has an award-winning series. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting um, seeing what people's responses are to the story. Anyway, let's get on to it. David. See, we have a talented artist, Devin, we have a talented writer, Clara, and then we have me. So, you know, I'll do my best. <laughs> a talented best podcaster. Talented big mouth of New York is what you got here. <laughs> <laughs> You're the glue that holds it all together. Right? <laughs> all right. So now we've uh, flattered all each other with wonderful compliments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just go into a... <laughs> so, Clara, what is your... We'll just talk a quick little Prometheus talk. What drew you to Prometheus, Clara, um, you know, and what's, okay. what gives you that, um, that love for it? All right. Well, okay. Prometheus for me, I think, remind, reminding myself what was going on back in 2012. I was a part of the, like, the leader and cosplay community. Um, I had a love for Alien, but, like, that, that love was pretty much set back in, back in the, 80s you know like uh, I'm a fan of three but not as big a fan as some other people Mm -hmm. Um, and I really have a love for resurrection but Prometheus kind of introduced a different sort of alien it went from schlocky to like something which was a bit more you know high budget um, really beautiful design it just really captures me. It captures my heart as soon as the music starts in the beginning and you get like the first glimpses of um, LV-223 or whatever planet we think that is, that the, you know, the engineers are on. We, we get this bigger view of like the alien franchise. It's, it's so much bigger than, than just us. It's about creation. And, you know, then we have the story about Wayland and David and Shaw looking for her creator and David experiencing what, his life is like once his creator is gone you know it talks about slavery servitude just all of this stuff really big big ideas um and i really love it <laughs> yeah no i definitely that that's the one thing even amongst the people who uh aren't big fans of it the one thing it definitely did is it opened up the mythology and the alien universe to a whole different area which was explored before and for that i mean that was definitely one of the things that got me hooked it it's awesome seeing the things along other than just the the space horror and creatures there's other stuff along with that and it's mm. it's just phenomenal Devin, what was it for you well uh i mean you guys put it like very i mean it was very well put same here just I always had this uh fascination with the aesthetic of the world of alien and it was it always positioned itself as something a lot bigger than what it appears to be on the surface, which on the surface you see alien is sort of a slasher movie in space. 
uh, or a haunted house in space, right. things like that. But on a deeper level, there's so much world building. It's the labeling on the beer cans and the, you know, all the little details, the, yes. you know, the cigarettes they smoke, all these things very relatable but indicative of a larger world uh, that it's taking place in a non-insular environment when you have places like say halloween or friday the 13th they're sort of restricted to a particular setting right so for halloween it's haddonfield and it would not make sense to go beyond that place or crystal lake with friday the 13th but with alien it's not really oh, restricted to any yeah <laughs> let's so, not talk about that time <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it's not really restricted by all of these environmental constraints right except maybe when they're like filming in corridors but still there's there's always that that knowledge that there's a larger world outside of those corridors and that's kept us locked in for decades but prometheus really opened that up to say, well, there's room for people getting torn to shreds by aliens that that is happening, that will happen. But also there's also this philosophical stuff yeah. that's going on. All this discovery, all of these questions, these profound questions, it makes the, the universe even more relatable because it's also bringing spirituality and stuff like that. Stuff that's incompatible with the original trilogy, but it really works within the context of this offshoot series, which unfortunately that's a whole, that's a whole can of worms, you know, you that's a whole can that. of worms. <laughs> it's going to become a covenant episode. We don't want that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Considering how linked those two movies are, it's, it's kind of, we're going to sure dabble into it. It's, it's tough to, Especially when we're going to talk about David, it's kind of hard not to talk about both. Incredibly there. hard, incredibly <laughs> hard. But we'll, yeah, we'll do, we'll do our best. No, no guarantees. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's something I've said before. Prometheus just completely reignited my um, excitement for the franchise. And another episode, uh, the second episode we were recording, another topic which I would be a surprise because it's something unique to. Uh, these type of podcasts, like it was cool. They talked to other people, and one of the first movies they mentioned that so that's in the most was Prometheus. And even a friend of mine who was in our little drinking crew, like where he was rewatching the movies when he was home uh, rehabbing an injury. Uh, my buddy Steve is like, "Yeah, Prometheus, man, I forgot what a great movie it is, and it's so so great." And like I talked to you know few people, and in a couple of days, everyone's like, "Oh man, Prometheus!" So I'm like, "All right, it's slowly, you know, people are remembering it because because of Covenant, for better or for worse, you kind of." push this movie aside and it's nice hearing people go yeah you know what Prometheus is awesome I'm like all right all right a little, <laughs> yeah a little don't call it a comeback a little cool j style I'm like all right I like it I like it brought a, brought a smile <laughs> to my face well, well and unlike unlike uh, most of the other alien movies Prometheus had that big budget like really yeah. big budget feel yeah. uh, it's very unique they went unique. all in which yeah. was very unique because yeah this was a like it's so larger than life all of these incredible sets that are like five times the size of yeah. like, what we'd seen in the past and or at least they make it appear that way through you know post 
you know, uh, post-production. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the practical stuff is just amazing. The stuff that they built for that movie. Um, hmm. Yeah. Totally and, agree. Yeah. Because that was one of the biggest selling points of the original Alien was the space jockey pilot chamber. You know, that's where the producers all agreed that that was the one set that was going to show people that this was an A-level movie yeah. instead of the B-level movie that they were expecting. And that's what made Alien so unique. And they really took all the best elements of, of that little portion of the original movie and they just kind of blew it up for Prometheus. Yep, which I 100%. And one of the standouts in Prometheus, even amongst whether it was that people love the movie or don't, everyone always talks about is Michael Fassbender as David. Probably one of the more standout characters of anything, whether it's the prequels or the expanded universe. He's definitely the one that um, that catches everyone's attention. Mm. Whether it's is the just Fassbender himself or the debate of what David is really about is definitely a key part for anyone's discussion. So, are you, Clara? What do you you know? What do you think about David? It's it's really really amazing that um michael fassbender was able to make david really his own like having watched um the performances of ian home and you know bishop um and and trying to draw some inspiration on how to act out this character he there's there's no question about uh david's individuality as even as a (laughs) a a manservant of um the way uh, Whalen Corporation and just you know even like the way he talks because he's trying to like imitate uh, Peter O'Toole in yeah. Lawrence of Arabia uh, there's him dyeing his hair like we see all of these like different things which are which we think is part of his personality but what we're seeing is a, a human attempt at programming and making someone like a person but not a real really a person um we see him playing basketball learning languages it's it's kind of like a demonstration of the human capability but also a demonstration of how um like i guess ridley scott views the the service of ai in the future the the possibilities of what we would be experiencing as a human race moving beyond our limits which is earth out into deep space looking for our origins having the opening of prometheus him being an absolute creep and (laughs) watching elizabeth shaw's dreams (laughs) um we, we also get a sense of like there is no concept of privacy nothing is nothing is unknown about from his point of view, he just takes into granted that he just knows everything and everyone should expect him to know everything. Right. So we also see this violation of privacy as well as, you know, we see like the, I guess, the violation of um, human life as well in the, in the film <laughs> being introduced to all like human characters as well in comparison to David, like they're all really flawed. They're all, you know, to David, they may be slobs, 
you know, they've got drinking problems or what we see a lot of this like stuff exaggerated through each of the characters, Holloway's constant drinking, Shaw's constant, you know, wanting to be inquisitive about like what her role is on this mission. Um, And then we've got, you know, Meredith driven by her greed and her desire to be noticed by her father. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on. So um, I think, I think David in, comparison to that and his introduction is like you know in service of the ship finding out where they've landed and you know just basically it looks like he's following orders um obviously we don't know that he's actually secretly working for Wayland, who's in cryosleep but if you watch from the very beginning he's the one who's leading everybody he's not exactly the one who's following the orders right yeah what do you reckon? <laughs> I, that reminds me, reminds, it's a line when um, I think it's Holloway says something about being human and then David goes, uh, not too much, I hope, or something along those lines. You know, it's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's not make it. I'm good where I am. I don't need to be like <laughs> you guys. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, you, um, you sum it up nicely. It's one of the best parts of his performance is because we've already seen, like I said, you know, we had a Ash, who was the, you know, the, the, the sleeper cell, and then uh, Bishop, who was the, you know, the goody two-shoes, you know, the actual, you know, the, the, the good guy, AI, robot, mm. synthetic, and then, you know, we had, um, then in Alien 3, you weren't, you know, you're still arguing, well, you know, was that actually Bishop or was it not, so you kind of had the, is it, and then in Resurrection, you have Cole, you know, wasn't quite sure what was going on, and then Fastbender, Completely turned into his own, and you, you, even despite those four previous performances, the whole movie, you're like, all right, is this guy, is he here to help our crew, or does he have something else going on? You see, it made you question it the whole time. Mm. Just a magnificent performance. You know, his his line delivery, his mannerisms. The intro video for him is fantastic. The viral video with, uh, you know, I am David. Oh yeah. David. Oh, the, the, the happy birthday, David. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. So yeah. creepy. <laughs> yeah. Surprised no one's ever posted that on my wall for my birthday. That's a complete shock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he just he just kills the role, and to to have it up there with Ash and Bishop, and some people like it better, which is I is completely understandable. I mean, I'm even up there. It's just you can't go wrong. How about you, Devin? Couldn't say it better myself, guys. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I, I I really did like about David was, you know, kind of go back to what you were saying, Dave, about uh, each android being different, having a different narrative arc in their respective movies. That Ash was like you could tell he was that he had some like ulterior motives because he was a, a saboteur of sense uh, and. Uh, with Bishop, which was really interesting, is he was someone that was, it was your job as the audience to be suspicious of him at first, because the, the, the movie was kind of making you think he would be just like Ash, and that it played with that expectation, and then at, by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, wow, he's actually a very good guy, he's a very good character, and, you know, it's a shame that his character went in the direction that it went in but with david 
like that was an interesting that was a very interesting thing because as opposed to how bishop was you know treated in aliens he was he was still somewhat of an outsider but he was still seen as like a member of the unit prometheus no one seemed to really take him seriously he was kind of like treated like glorified butler yeah because he you know he has that uh, butlerish like very calm demeanor like i'm very matter of fact i will (laughs) do this and so no one took him seriously and you could kind of see it in his eyes michael fassbender acted with his eyes a lot because most of the time his like face was pretty stoic but then like over the course of the movie he'd get these little twinges of like a like a smile he'd be very pleased with something so you kind of felt those those shifts in his character oh well he he is really doing all this for himself he doesn't really care about what anyone else wants he's very fascinated he and and in a way sort of like how aliens big twist was that you kind of expected tom scarrett to be the the central character narratively speaking mm-hmm. and then it becomes ripley and that was a, a very novel approach at the time was to switch expectations as to who the the focus of this narrative would be and shaw played a very important role but by the end you're you're kind of realizing that like david sticks in your mind a lot yep. more so in, yep. in 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 ultimately he has become the main character of the prequel narrative such as it is he is the character on which everything pivots kind of like how in the original trilogy everything pivoted off of ripley and i really like that they did that with david they explored the character in very interesting ways and uh kind of wish that we had an opportunity to explore him more in some way like yeah in some and you, way. you even though he uh god knows not i a fan <laughs> of the humans you could tell he was still trying to you know figure out what it was like to express human emotions he couldn't quite grasp it you know he looked at us in a different you know the well the most of the humans other than you know sure really you know look at him like you said like a butler or just someone to help out Sure, uh, him as a, she's so as brutal an at the end. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it's because I'm a human and you're oh, a yeah, robot. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and you know, he I think he sees every like he saw everyone around him as inferior, it's all about that hierarchy of, of creation. And during the course of Prometheus, the seeds of that mindset that he had in Covenant were being planted. He's yep. like, well, I'm better than these guys. Why do I have to do what they tell me to do? I'm I'm bigger than them. I'm stronger than them. I'm 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 perfect. I I don't I don't really I'm above them. And then the engineers he found were like, well, you're no better. So I'm yeah. gonna tear your head off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so yeah, I think that really spurned something in David too. He's like, I have the potential to be a god because in a lot of ways. I was sort of created as such. Mm. When you create perfection, then they're going to become aware of their own perfection. Yeah. And then when they become aware of their perfection, why do they have to, why do they have to subscribe to this, what they see as a a logical hierarchy of creator and creation? Right. 
this is how Waylon kept talking to him as, as you know, you're my, you know, you're my child. You're perfect. I mean, how else do you, what else is he, how else do you think he's going to think? It's like my, uh-huh. I, according to dad, I'm better than everyone. So fuck you guys. You know? <laughs> yeah. See, and we have to veer into, see, it, it's, it's hard not to veer into covenant, is it? Yeah. So it's, hard it's because, <laughs> because, you know, in the beginning, you know, it, let's say technically, the prologue or the opening scene to Covenant, let's just say it counts because it's before the events of Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a such, yeah, that was such a crucial scene when David, like he instantly pokes the, the hole in Wayland's logic. And he's like, yeah. okay, so you're looking for your creator and I'm looking at mine and you're going to die someday, but I'm not going to die someday. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, your, your point is kind of moot. <laughs> and so, mm. you, you know, Waylon realized that. And so it kind of dovetails nicely with Prometheus where Waylon just, even in his old age, just had this disdain for him. Yeah. He knew he had, cre- he knew he shot himself in the foot and he's yeah. like, he's like, damn it. <laughs> I got to put him down whenever I can. <laughs> yeah it's it was it was played so well like uh, i like how minor the t-mam scene in prometheus is with vickers you know pushing david up against the wall and obviously david's stronger but he gets pushed around by her because you know she's boss all the humans are the bosses um and then they, they take that one moment with david and then they expanded into this whole thing about servitude and then we see it at the beginning of covenant it's just it's magnificent how they've they've managed to turn something which seems so minor in the scheme of things we wouldn't have thought of that being mentioned ever again and then it gets mentioned at the beginning of the next movie and it makes that scene so much more powerful it's that that it, it changes the scene that we see in prometheus where the interaction with David is David trying to placate her in the same way he deemed as placating his creator saying, yes, I am below you, but he's playing the long game and he knows he can just keep doing that until people are gone. And then he's like, yep, I'm free. Like what's a hundred years. It's a, a minor drop into how long an Android can live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. wasn't that he was getting pushed around he was just letting them do it right yeah it's right. very nice yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well the, it, it was it was for his survival right because yeah. if yes. they figured yes. out or knew that he was much smarter than what everyone was taking him for then they'd eliminate him they'd be like okay well he they've obviously gone beyond what we deemed possible we're just going to get rid of it yeah easily done (laughs) yeah and and that was one of the one of the things that i actually uh liked as far as what they changed from the original spades draft is the spades draft was just a lot more aggressive with the idea of david just being an evil android like all the a lot of the subtlety was not there yet it was david just being what you would expect an evil robot in the alien universe to be he he even talks back to mother 
in 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 the covenant script oh yeah <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in that script that yeah a lot of stuff that they ultimately didn't transfer over that would have been interesting to see play out on screen yeah but, yeah it's the it's in the theme for both prequels which is also a whole other rant with stuff that should have been included and not but uh <laughs> for other episodes <laughs> that's a whole other conversation we'll definitely do the especially the latest scenes in, in uh prometheus but uh <laughs> special mm, dear yeah. place in my heart <laughs> <clears throat> um so what else what else is the cool things or um what what else could we do? What were your what are your favorite scenes with David? I love it when he he pours the vodka. Yes. He's, oh, for, yes. for uh, like, yeah. Holloway. No, 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 not for. Well, that one's a good one too. Uh, but when he's um pouring the cocktails for oh, Shaw oh, yeah. and Holloway yeah. and Vickers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. He's just holding it completely upside down, just like. <laughs> Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> like in such a good martini mixer i i mean yeah that was yeah that was such a great touch just the way he played that scene just yeah it kind of feeds into the whole butler thing oh yeah this is what we're supposed to be doing yeah. just shaking the ice margarita <laughs> <laughs> whatever i don't know <laughs> martini it, it, not margarita it, it, it kind of feels that he was like really playing up uh, the robot personality because when he didn't want to do that, he was very like kind of relaxed a bit more. Like even that part where uh, he's like joking with Holloway or having a dig at him saying like, well, that's a thesis, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's like he, he doesn't need to be like that, but he is really okay with himself being a robot trying to be a human yeah i just i i really i really like that sort of like approach to to the character yeah, yeah. absolutely what about, what about you dave, you, dave? <laughs> <laughs> great stereo, minds think alike stereo, <laughs> uh, that's a good question hmm there's so many i think i like when they're First going into the um, the pyramid, and he just keeps uh, while everyone else is exploring. He's like, oh, "I'm just gonna go hit these little switches, open up this door. I'm gonna get these hologram going. I'm gonna oh, I'm just gonna steal this uh, MP pool. You know, this uh, all this goo over here. I got it. Don't worry about it. He's just going. He's just doing his complete own thing, and no one has any idea that he's doing this all for himself and for Waylon. Yeah, <laughs> it's great." <laughs> yeah i i liked uh i mean i i did love the opening with with david just going through his routine yeah but like when he's watching lawrence of arabia and you know there there are some extra little scenes that didn't make it into the final cut but you know there's one scene where he cries because there's one mm -hmm. particular scene in that movie that moved him and and then it you know shows him just parting his hair the way you know Lawrence Olivier did, mm -hmm. and uh, just doing having that affectation, showing that like he's just cultivated this persona to try to give him 
more depth with the humans around him. Like it's just his mask that he's putting on. And, uh, you know, the scene with Holloway where, you know, Holloway's just like putting him down and, you know, he, he drugs his drink with the, with just the one drop of the pathogen. Yeah. Though, although the way they cut it, it kind of makes it a little weird. Like, it's like, how do you not see his finger <laughs> just go? Uh, that was definitely for the benefit of the audience, but yeah. you know, Holloway was really drunk. Oh yeah. He, he probably, he probably, yeah. Did like, just did not notice <laughs> or did not care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, kind of. Yeah. The thing about that scene is, does he give him a drop the pathogen if he doesn't answer his question with, you know, I'll do anything. If he says no, does he still do it? Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. I oh. think he would anyway, but I, I listened to the audio from the the writer's commentary and and they reckon that he wouldn't have done it if David didn't get his consent because he's still working within the parameters of his orders. Um, that's what I figured, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and also, like, for, for people who don't know, in the Japanese book of Prometheus, they did a demonstration of how David would be able to override existing laws if he was ordered to uh, by his creator. So uh, David is told to hack into a Utani Corporation uh, satellite, which he successfully yeah. does, and gains the uh, information from there. Um, and this was all done with like the permission of Wayland and the permission of Hideo Yutani. And then uh, when David retrieves the information, Vickers asks, you know, like, how are you able to go do that? That's against the law. And he's like, well, if, you know, my creator deems it like important that I can like bypass those laws in favor of their orders. And, and that, kind of plays into that whole scene where he willingly or like at least according to his orders poisons Holloway and I think it's interesting Mm. like people assign a lot of um, agency and personality to to David but the way he's played like it gets to me is like I'm trying to determine whether it's his programming by Peter Whelan because you know Peter Whelan's um, really admires uh, Lawrence of Arabia you know, so much so that he quotes him in that TED talk in 2023. And then we have David idolizing the same things as his creator does. How much of that is upbringing? How much of that is Wayland impressing onto him? And how much of that is uh, his programming doing what he does? I, I, I think it's just, yeah, it's just interesting trying to like think between the two things, whether it's being one thing or the other yeah and and the thing about like covenant again i'm sorry uh, <laughs> it, it 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 kind of reinforces they bleed into each other so it's fine yeah they, it reinforces certain things in prometheus it because yeah within the context of just prometheus itself what you just mentioned that yeah that adds a lot of like flavor and depth to to what that could mean if you see covenant though it it kind of it just leads you to lead you back to prometheus and thinking it just sounds like he was doing that for himself 
Like it was something he would have done just because he wanted to see what would happen. Not necessarily what Waylon wanted to see happen. It was like more like, hmm, well, I got this stuff. And I, I mean, he's just breaking it open and, and, and just like being very enthusiastic with it. I, I think it's just something that he wanted to do for himself, which sort of manifests itself to a bigger degree in Covenant, of course, because he right. like, I mean, he just has no compunction about cutting Shaw open and spoilers, you know, just, everyone. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like just dumping a sure, bunch sure. of it on people. He, he was like, well, I tried it with one person. I've seen it happen with, you know, like a handful of people. What, what happens if I do it with you know, thousands of people. Uh, I heard this just recently that, what is it, for sure, that for Numira Pace, when she was playing Shaw, she was originally supposed to be in Covenant. but because Yeah, of yeah, she issues. was like interacting with the crew and like helps them survive the planet because the reward yeah. alien was to be running around on it. Yeah, and, and the story was centered more around the engineers, but because of like test screenings, uh, that story tested so poorly, uh, mm. we got Covenant. So it's it's interesting, like, you know, like the, the studios are trying to to make the right decisions by which way the story goes in what makes sense the most. But when they displayed that version of Prometheus, that one that centered around the engineers, the one with Shaw being alive, people just weren't interested. They wanted to see the alien. They just wanted to have what, they're familiar with which is you know there's nothing wrong with that um but because of that I feel like it kind of limits it kind of limits what our experience could be of the alien universe I think we have to be a bit braver and and try to expect something different and not the same all the time you know if I wanted the same we could just watch those movies again yeah you you can't Mm -hmm. catch lightning in a bottle twice but we can definitely have new stories and and new new ways of um showing characters i mean like david excellent character uh who who knew like the sort of range that his character could bring for for something like as simple as androids which our experience in the universe is that they're disposable that they only last you know technically one or one and a half movies until they're gotten rid of um but now this David seems like a very full character in the universe who has not been able to be stopped for two films now. And and that's, that's cool. That's also kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, what's interesting is, you know, back when, Lance Henriksen was filming Aliens, uh, apparently, you know, I, I believe it was an article on Strange Shapes, but apparently Hendrickson had just had discussions with Cameron about where Bishop's character could go after aliens. And even though Cameron wasn't even committed to doing an alien three at all, he, he was still open to discussing what could happen with the characters, the trajectory that, you know, their characters could go down. And apparently like Bishop's path, it it could have got, I mean, he was discussing how Bishop would question his creators and you know due to the events of aliens come to this realization that that there were things going on that were a lot bigger than him and uh you know the how ai is is generally treated 
And it would have kind of opened his eyes to a larger world in that respect, which would have been so interesting to see in a, if not a Cameron sequel, something that didn't involve him like being pounded into scrap and <laughs> you know, you know that, that was still a great scene i still love that scene it was just it it just it, i mean when you hear about what could have been it's very intriguing yeah no absolutely yeah, very intriguing but and the same with david i uh, i mean it's such a shame that we're probably never gonna get a, a like a sequel to covenant even if it you know does a massive course correction of some sort i, I, uh, I think it's just at this point it's too hard to satisfy everybody yeah i, I, I think yeah. that's that the proof of like covenant coming out the way it did like i love covenant everyone knows that but i, I like i feel like what if that audience test didn't come out that way what if we yeah. were left with like that engineer moving Sean being alive and having having her die during the film it would be it i think it would have brought more closure to the people who are fa- yeah. real big fans of where prometheus was going <clears throat> yes um and i think this tug of war between the two aesthetics it, it doesn't need to be fought I, I would be happy alternating between a movie which is more like Prometheus and then a movie which is more like an alien, but not right. have it connected. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And, and go I mean, between yeah. the two. You, I mean, like, you know, Star Wars had it. Like, they had, yeah. like, all the different yeah. offshoots and then they yep. had, you know, the There's main no reason event. we can't have it, too. It all happened no concurrently, yeah. Yeah, yep. and I didn't yep. enjoy the main <laughs> event in Star Wars, but I really enjoyed Solo and I really enjoyed Rogue One. I love Solo. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then there's like a, there, there's enough on the plate. There's enough in the buffet for everybody. It's yeah. Like, I know that those test screenings ever didn't go well, but this was you know the direction they wanted to go. So really, in my whether it's naive opinion, she said, "Look, this is a story I want to tell. I want to do this with the engineers. It has legs. If you want to do an alien story, that's fine. Have someone else doing it. I'm not doing it because." You need to take an idea and you need to stick with it. Like Covenant, I had, you know, I do like it. There's some parts I don't, but overall I do enjoy it. But it, it tries to do too much at once. It tries to please everybody. And you can't, yeah. you can't make, you can't do anything successfully like that because it tries to yeah. please the Prometheus fans. It tries to please the old school fans. And then it just, it's a mishmash. And you're going to get a mishmash reaction when you do a mishmash movie. And yeah. you need to take take a vision, and whether it's successful or not, just stick with it. Like Prometheus, for all its faults, it was this was this movie, like it or you don't, and the story. And the next whatever is going on next needs to be the same thing. This is what we're doing. Some people are like it, some people are not going to. That's just the way the world is, especially these days when you know it's so easy to express your opinion. You're just not going to please everyone, and the studios need to realize that. Whatever yes. direction you go. Just stick with it. Like, just for argument's sake, let's say the Alien TV show, let's say the first four episodes aren't well-received. Who gives a shit? Stick with it. Like, maybe do little tweaks, but if it doesn't work, just stick with it. Don't start changing directions in the middle because it's not... How about a good example of this is Raised by Wolves. Like, how crazy is that show? (laughs) It's bonkers. I heard season... I didn't get a chance to start season two. Season two is actually really good. I didn't, but, um, but they really lean into it. They're like, we don't give yeah. a stuff. Like, we're showing exactly. you where we're going. You're not exactly. going to tell us where to go. 
we're, right. we're taking you there, you right. know, and that's what I yeah. want to see from Alien. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I want the TV show to be different from the film. I don't want the film yes. to affect the TV show. Yeah. I would like original right. stories from, you know, the yep. books, the comics, yep, yep. the RPG, yep. like, you know, that's really great. Everything's going to be linked for the first one, but let's like go really out there with the next one. Well, it's Holly, yeah. so I can guarantee it will. <laughs> I mean, he's never he's never just did something because he felt pressured to do it. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, he he just he goes with his gut on where a story should go. And I, I, I think it's in good hands. I really do. I think <laughs> Alien, he will do something interesting with Alien because he did with Legion. He did with Fargo. You know he's a very talented writer and novelist. Yeah, those those two productions are amazing. Like yeah, so it, it shows that like he's the right choice when it comes to making something for Alien. And and uh, uh, those people who have read all the leaked stuff about the TV series and all that, like they have no confidence in in what everything is. Like, well, w- welcome to film and TV production. It's yeah. always going to be like yeah. that with like. Yep starting out concepts are going to be really rough the descriptions of the characters yep. will develop um but yeah. you are in the early stages of something amazing happening so don't don't poo poo the yeah. whole thing because like that's exactly Amen what it's that. like for yeah. everything yep. so yeah. the walking dead yeah. or you know like 28 days later franchise like anything out there you you read the original scripts or even ghostbusters they're bonkers and yeah. some of it doesn't yeah. make it to the screen yeah. but other oh, stuff like alien does. like all those yeah. early drafts oh, of yeah. alien were a mess they were <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah but like you know like people come onto the project and and they give give their bit they give their best of, of what they can do right. so you know like Geiger came in and gave his best. Um, Derek Villant, you know, he get, came in and gave his best. Ridley gave his best. For for everyone, everyone should know that Alien is teamwork. It's it's teamwork for the people who are working on the film. It's a teamwork yep. for the actors. It's a teamwork for yep. the characters in the show. Yep. You can't just see one aspect and go, oh, this is going to be shit. Because that's a really... Yeah. Poor attitude to have, if, especially 100%. if you have any yeah. idea how the creative industry works. Like, you know, Devin as a graphic designer, you know, Dave, like you produce podcasts, you know, like first runs of stuff doesn't work out, but it yeah. doesn't mean that you can't <laughs> no. fix it the second go round. I mean, it's true. Yes, it's true. I've had many uh, old <laughs> ideas. I'm, uh, I tend to throw ideas all in our chat all the time. Not all of them work, whatever we yeah. stick with them. But, but we've got to keep on moving on. We've got to yeah. keep on creating because that's the only way to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. It's part, part of the creative process. That's why, like, those, like, all the leaks that came out, it's, I haven't even bothered reading them. I'm like, until I see, like, actual footage or some legit concept art or stills, I'm not, not bothering. I'm not going to waste, uh, you know, I don't want to even look at it. I'll wait yeah, until just it's relax. Official, official. Enjoy the process. It's like <laughs> yeah. an omelet, you know. When yeah. you see how an omelet is made, it's a big mess. There's eggshells yeah. all over the place. It's it's not pretty. But when you see the finished yeah. omelet, you don't really care about what what the kitchen looks like. You just yeah, you care about how it tastes, actually, right? <laughs> to circle back to Prometheus, that was this was really the first movie that I kind of watched develop. Because I remember when I first, you know, with because I was too young for the. The original trilogy and even resurrection that's why i was really like into it 
was a Prometheus uh, timeline. Like first I was like, oh, this is actually an official alien prequel. As I'm reading, oh, they kind of, you know, really changed course. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And even when I heard the title, I'm like Prometheus, I'm like, what the fuck kind of title is that? I'm like, what? It's not alien something? I'm like, what's going on? And it was, you realize, you know, stuff changes as years, months go by. Someone gets an idea and what you, the leak you read about 10 months ago is nothing but a memory you left at, you know? Well, and also the pre the leaks for uh, for Prometheus were like way off base. I know I I remember reading a, a plot synopsis for for Prometheus, and it was it was bogus. Like it involved time travel and all this <laughs> all this crazy stuff, and and David falling into some kind of primordial suit, which made him the the building blocks of life on Earth, and and you know all this stuff and so yeah it was i was actually impressed that prometheus was able to um to really embrace that to to be secretive and come out with something that no one really saw coming so (laughs) yeah yeah i um i definitely like when at least with prometheus it's it's different than the other movies and you know that along with david himself it's it's unique it's it's something that's it's not uh, you know what the first three movies they're singular visions they're bold in a lot of ways and they stick out because they're just these intense visions of this is what i want this is what i'm doing and prometheus though in some ways it's not as not as tight especially with some of the some of the writing in um in prometheus as the others but it just david alone elevates it you know to a level of the other three again i'm being biased because i absolutely adore this movie but you know david's appearance and character alone is is to me it's iconic i mean i don't know how you guys feel about it oh yeah definitely i think i think one of my favorite things about where where we kind of see everything going um david being in in charge of the ship at the very beginning and then at the very end just leaving with his head detached from his body it was a very humbling experience for him going to see what would happen if he went head to head with his creator (laughs) Um, literally (laughs) yeah really uh (laughs) it's it's he, he already gets displayed that that streak of violence uh and then suddenly it all becomes clear you know his creator this treatment of 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 david himself is born from his creator uh, his creator's creator abandoning his children so to speak uh there's no there's no respect between the two together uh well we know as like watchers of the series all this backstory about you know, the engineers kind of shepherding mankind towards, you know, civilization and development and, and things like that. But with with David, he has like the sum of all human knowledge. So where can he go once he has reached the limit of human knowledge? Uh, he starts gaining like the knowledge of the engineers and where can he go yeah. after that? You know, there, yeah. there is nowhere to go. There is nowhere to go except to become a creator. And he knows that's a dangerous path as well because it like 
if you take everything into account, his creation will destroy him eventually. <laughs> so, you know, it, it would have been nice to know where that was going to go uh, after Prometheus. Um, obviously, I guess we'll never know now um, because people decided that that wasn't a story that they wanted to pursue. But like as, as human beings and as, as people who are going to be having AI follow us into the future, may, maybe we should start examining where we're going to go with our creations and what sort of future does that hold for us uh, as, as human beings trying to survive. Yeah. Maybe we don't want to create, you know, <laughs> a perfection. Maybe we don't want to create uh, Davids. We, we, we need to keep emotions and and that sort of thing separate from our, our serving slaves robots because um <laughs> it could be a really 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 bad yeah. decision we have we have enough autonomy. movies to tell us that well, yeah you know humanity we're we have, gluttons we have enough warning we are we create killing machines after seeing killing machines we're like yeah. oh metalhead hmm well let's make one that can climb up walls <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, although just the terminator <laughs> franchise like yeah. there's there's actually a, a company called skynet like why why do we oh, do Jesus. these things it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy right mm. jesus <laughs> Speaking of a creator, it's also the way David says creator is amazing and I never get sick of it. Creator. (laughs) (laughs) Another good David scene, even though again we're of course splitting the covenant, is uh, the crossing scene is awesome. The little the little bit we get with him and show is really cool. Yep. That's really cool. That little little extra of uh, of those two. Yeah, like when he draws the picture that uh, Mm -hmm. he draws the picture of Shaw, which is like the first hint uh that we get that david's gonna really be into drawing (laughs) when he gets to that planet he's gonna draw a lot (laughs) and uh yeah that that those those creative artistic qualities have been coming out of him since prometheus because they've run unchecked yep so i i really did like that about david's development is you know we see david free in prometheus but at least we got a chance to see a glimpse of what david would do with it yeah and what he wants to do with the rest of it and so i guess we'll just have to be take comfort in that knowledge that yeah that he's just going on his own road <laughs> all right so i guess that's a good place as uh anywhere to end it because uh I'm sure we'll eventually do some Covenant stuff because I know our audience does enjoy the Covenant talks. There's not enough of it. And we'll get uh, the lovely Clara here on that because uh, <laughs> she loves to talk uh, Covenant. Thank you very much for joining us, Clara. Thank you. Again, yeah, sure thank you for pre- having us. <laughs> yes. Pre-order her book, please. Pre-order, yeah, pre-order, pre-order. Please pre-order my book, uh, me, me and Philippa's book. Um, Philip is yes. great. Uh, also, make sure you pre-order uh, V. Castro's Vasquez, which is yes. also coming out in yes. October. Yeah. And then Lots Mary San Giovanni, she's going to do Enemy of My Enemy, and that comes out in Feb. So I, I think pre-orders open in October or December or something. So, yeah, that's exciting times for the Alien franchise. I, I can't yes. wait to hear about more announcements, books and yeah, otherwise. Give me all of it. I will ingest it all. Uh, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give me a face hugger of uh, content to the mouth give it yeah. to me. <laughs> and of course check us out on every streaming platform check out our facebook group the facebook page on twitter is probably the most entertaining place to interact with me at least 
That's at Xenomorph yeah, and, and, and me too. And you're, yes. Uh, and, yeah, uh, so Wolf Mother on, on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. And Devin and Ryan and uh, the two Michaels are on a Facebook group. So come join us. Come have a good time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay frosty. Bye. Thanks Bye. again, Clara. Take care.